Get in there oh and get God. that proximity it's effect. It's gonna be fine. Bubba-bubba-bass. All about that, baby. When the politicians keep politicking. You know what? Trouble, it, it, trouble is... Yeah. Really it's very underrated. Underrated. Yeah. It is not all about that bass. Every time you go to, like, buy a stereo, the first thing they do is, like, blast the bass. Do you hear, do you hear the bass? Exactly. Like yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, it makes when, you want a freaky deaky. When I was uh, shopping for cars, I went to a dealership, and that's like, before, you know, they bring the car around, and it's just cranking with some sort of, like, nonsense music. I have a headache, and I'm tired. I'm so tired. It's been a long couple weeks. Uh, hello, my little snowflakes. Welcome back to Palatankering. Hello. hello. We're going to do a thing. Right, we're going to clap. <laughs> Um, my name is Sean O'Brien. Uh, across the table from me is Mr. Sean Fa. Across the table from me is also Mr. Joseph Bonnier. Hello. At J-O-E-B-O-N-I-E-R. Remember to follow us at Politankering as well, uh, or you can also follow text before calling. Um, remember to rate us on iTunes and uh, write a review if you get a chance, please. It helps us find new listeners. You can also head over to our page, www.fawcast.com. Uh, listen to our other shows, and you can donate to our uh, PayPal page, and you can buy us dinner and stuff like that. Um, that's it. That's all the information I have. Hello. I'm back. I know I've been gone for a while. I apologize. It's okay. I feel like it was... You abandoned Did themselves. we manage to get... So two shows ago, I think I was. It was just last week that I wasn't yeah, there, right? You, yeah, it was only one show that you missed as Got far it. as the listeners it are It seems concerned. like more, but it's only one. Yeah, yeah it's been a while, man. You've been traveling a lot, been, man. You've been, you've been across the country yeah. and back. We did. Well, we, we yeah. So we, we saw the eclipse. We drove up to the eclipse. It's pretty awesome. It's pretty was, fucking awesome. Really? I mean, it's, it's a shadow. Like, oh. It's not a shadow. Buzzkill. It's, it's a shadow. You're in the shadow. You're not seeing yeah, the shadow. Yeah, it's a big shadow. You're seeing the corona. It's a really big shadow. Seeing the cor- <laughs> it is a very big shadow. <laughs> um, did you take pictures of it, too? Yeah. You didn't see my pictures? I saw some. They were really nice. Thank you. I wasn't sure if they were yours or Kelly's. Kelly's were were white. Mine I mine was bounced to tungsten, so they're mm. blue. It has that cool fucking blue shade to it, and you can see the sun's atmosphere. Um, and you can see them in one of Kelly's as well. Hers were great. Hers were gorgeous. Um, she had a three hundred millimeter lens. I only had like a one thirty five or whatever. Um, but nerd alert! Nerd alert. Yeah, yeah that's a way. nerd. Yeah, that's all right. Relax. Everything's gonna be okay. <laughs> But it was fun. Yeah, we drove up there. Sean was nice enough to donate his uh, his tent and some sleeping bags just in case we needed them. Um, the apocalypse f- didn't happen, though. It so. did not. Mm-hmm. So we were safe. We were safe. But uh, And we didn't need it. Uh, my friend Brian Nest's uh, mom... Uh, has a, has a beach slash. It's no, you're fine. <laughs> he would, he'd be very happy. Uh, she has a beach slash lake house on mm. Devil's Lake, so it's literally on the lake. And everybody who was up there were gonna be on the like at the actual coast, wanted to be by, by the beach. But I was telling Kelly, I'm like, the things at 10 20 in the morning, everyone's fucking doing this wrong, man. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's not gonna be over the ocean, yeah, it's, it's the gonna be direction. out east. Totally. So we went to the lake where nobody was there. Mm. Plus, it's up a little bit higher, so this sort of haze had cleared out, and I got a nice time lapse. I got a they were very, very nice to us. And then we stayed there through Wednesday and then drove back. It was, it was pretty crazy. Damn. Yeah. And then we saw Hamilton on Saturday, which is also pretty awesome. Yeah. Which is also pretty awesome. Don't you just have that memorized at this point? I do. Can You're you just... sing along? Is that inappropriate? You can. I don't. People I don't, though. They didn't. Nobody around me did. Mm. Good. But yeah, I wouldn't. Yeah. I mean, it'd be weird if they did. I wouldn't like it. But it was okay. I'm it trying was, to think of any musicals I've been to where people have actually sung along, and it's rare. Actually. Rent. 
Yeah, I think maybe in something really? like that. People sing along and maybe I don't know. Maybe like under their breath or some shit. Yeah, that's the your thing. Your mother and your brother and your sister got AIDS. <laughs> Everybody's got AIDS. Yeah. Um. Anyway, yeah, some crazy fucking news happened when uh, since I've been gone. Do you guys have any other questions for me though? So like, just to say hello. Yeah. How have you guys been? Okay. Yep. It's How- been hot here. It's been fucking hot as hell here. This yeah. last week really killed me. Yeah. I've been. I w- the second I got back. I had a shitload of work to do, hmm. and including the weekend when when Kelly's parents were out here, and then they're 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 coming out again, and her sister are going to be out here this whole weekend too. <laughs> so it's we're just going to be roasting. I've been working every single day nonstop and just all running around outside. It's been really annoying. I hated things. My car thermometer <laughs> was the hard, hottest I've seen it. It hit a hundred and twenty four today. That's ridiculous. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Also, this like weird flash flood rain bullshit that's happening. Here, yeah, like it was uh, just now on the way up here. It was it's pouring raining in West Hollywood. Really, it was pouring. Wow. Yeah, it was really crazy, and it wasn't raining by Kelly, and she's like two miles away from me, two miles south mm. down the hill. But it was microclimates. It's really. Is this like a Charlie Brown thing where you have a cloud? Oh yeah, maybe totally. it is. That makes a lot of maybe sense. Maybe it is. It must have been. Mm. Dun, 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 dun. Is that actually a Charlie Brown thing? No, well, that's the Charlie uh, Brown theme. Uh, no, is that the thing? Like it's he, Pig Pen. Pigpen has a cloud of dirt dust oh, around him. Oh, that's true. So no, there's not. Oh yeah, no, the, the, the cloud, cloud of rain following. is Charlie Brown. Yep. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I think so too. Good. <laughs> Charles M. Schultz. Now that we solve that. Anyway. Yeah. I have books. <laughs> Jesus fucking Wrong Christ. Wrong show. <laughs> um, I would so be down for you to read to us, I gotta say. Yeah, I don't know, man. I, I, I don't really know how to... Where to approach what we're supposed to be talking about now? So today is what August thirty first, I guess. It's about yeah. seven thirty on the Thursday. Some earlier things. than we normally record. Yeah, There's probably going to be a ton of uh, news tomorrow. I don't think we should probably discuss the news dump a little bit. The whole idea that's been the last two weeks or so of the news dump, the Friday yeah, news the Friday. dump. Um, that's been that's that's always a thing. I mean. That that's no, nothing new for. Uh, yeah, we've also been. I think we talked about it the last podcast, but it's. Um, I think it's interesting. I think it's funny. I always think it's like Arrested Development, like firing all your employees on Friday. Yeah, yeah right. totally. Um, and you, I said this before too. It's like West Wing's episodes do have done this like six times as right. like plot yeah. devices. Oh yeah, you guys did mention that. So, but I think it's um, it's just a pattern, and it's going to happen. Yeah. I, and I was thinking about it today. I'm thinking, fuck, we're going to re- you know. Record. I don't think anything's going to happen tomorrow. I'm going to make a prediction now. I don't think anything's like he's going to do. But anything it's been tomorrow. like Maybe five in a row. It's like five, literally yeah. four or five. Yeah, Fridays it has. In a row. It has been. I am starting to think it might not be the wisest tactic, though. Just that in if you think about the news cycle, like almost no news comes out after Friday and the 24 hour news cycle is still needing to be fed. So whatever you release on Friday just gets churned and churned for two days and there's no real chance of it being diverted by something else. Uh, you know, obviously outside of a hurricane. Well, that's, that's presupposing that he's doing it to hide what's happening. Right. Right. Which I guess is not unfair. I mean, so it was the trans ban and it was the other, why else would we be releasing it on Friday? Well, cause it's not to hide. It's just so you don't have to deal with it. They don't have to, they're not in, they're not there. So nobody has to answer oh, yeah. for it. Nobody he, has to do anything. So it's just like, whatever. It's well, yeah. And that's, and, I mean, that's kind of the old school reasoning. Like, you know, they're used, newspapers used to shut down. Right. Like yeah, exactly. there, there just wasn't anything happening on the weekend. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you could just get away with that. But I don't think the, um, you know, Trump can't necessarily hide really, you know. Yeah, he's, exactly. He's, well, not only, I don't think he wants to. No, I think no. he, he, he feeds off of, yeah, yeah. you know, coverage he, in general. He, he, no, he needs said, our he energy. talked about this actually, because they asked him like, why did you do this during the I thought hurricane? the ratings would be higher. Yeah. 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 So he 
clearly thinks the ratings. Will he be has higher. no idea how to fucking talk like a like a normal empathetic human being. He no, literally he's lived in is Hollywood a showman. Suitland no, he for is, way too long. I know. Like, he just is a huge. It's just a show. It, yeah. it just is. Con- he's, he's but a, that's what people voted for. They voted for the producer. goddamn show. Yeah, yeah. And now everyone's fucking uh, uh, confused when everyone's getting fired. That was his goddamn right, exactly. catchphrase. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's not or resigning, et cetera. I yeah. don't I, even know. Man. I like, I know you say that with such disdain about the people voting for him, but I like to always, I know Sean's going to give me shit. I always like to remember that Hillary did win the popular vote. Like, I like to constantly remind myself that, that, yeah, when you do think this country is shitty and it's all going to hell, yeah, no one's voting. But Hillary did get 65 or 66 million votes, which is like four more than Trump. So essentially, I mean, it's a big deal. Like that, it, and I still think if you look at approval numbers now, there's only, sorry, approval numbers now, there's only reason to believe that more people are jumping off the Trump train. Sure. No, well, I, I'm not, I, I don't say it with disdain for the people who voted for Trump. I say it just simply for the idea that people took the vote. I, with, I say it with the same disdain you do. I no, no, no. What I'm saying is they, they, they voted for the show. Right. That, that's kind of what I mean. So it's I, regardless yeah. of whether or not it was Hillary or not Hillary yeah. or Trump or not Trump. It's a what disdain, they voted, right. in my mind, for the American public. It's, it's burn it down. It's, 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 I don't know if it's burn it down. I think it's check out. I think it's check your brain. I think, I, mm. I don't, I think they just see politics as a big show in the first place, and they're like, well, oh, there's will be something I want to watch. It's there's not a one huge faction thing that does they, that. Yeah, yeah there's, it's that. You can't say they. It's like literally like 20 million different factions yeah. of people. Like neo-Nazis are one of these factions. Like. You know, and just like moderate conservatives who want to pass tax cuts are part of these factions. So it's not like I, I think I. But okay, I guess there, it's there just are, the range are, is insane. It, I I don't think it's as big though. That's what, I guess what I mean. Like, sure, there are ideologues who who held firm with the idea that what I'm talking about really was the swaying factor, right? In the idea of. Uh, you know, can I vote for Hillary? The simple people who were like, no, I'm just not going to vote for Hillary under any circumstances. Right. They had an Woo-woo. option to not vote. They had an option to not vote for Trump. There's tons of them. There's not. There's one. They don't vote. Two. They vote for a libertarian or third party candidate, uh, or or three. Yeah. Or just they. I don't know. They, they write in someone. I guess like Mickey Mouse or some shit. like well, that. Well, no. So, or, or they voted for Trump you, for reasons X, Y, and Z. Yes. And, and I guess, what I'm talking and I'm about is say, reason why. Yeah. I'm trying to say all the Trump people in general. But then, yeah, I'm trying to agree with you with that. In in addition to all the other people who would vote third party and not vote in those Mickey Mouse voters, the combination of all of that is disdainful if you will like that's how when i get back it's to a this. perfect storm that's because why we got trump it's yeah. not that bad but it does equal enough to win the electoral college that's the truth even though it's not the majority of america it's 49 percent and enough to i mean that's how the game is designed so that's how he played the game he but is a I, producer like that's i'm gonna that was to part of the strategy i'm gonna I, I can't talk about the election anymore. Oh, i don't could, care anymore. yeah no you're I'm right sorry you're right <laughs> um let's get to the the actual kind of news if you as it were of the day i I don't really have a question for this uh but hurricane harvey um hurricane harvey which i i almost said henry Mm. but it's harvey i guess and i I keep thinking of the the puka the white rabbit have you guys seen that movie by the way no no jimmy stewart i love that movie um oh i thought you were talking about white rabbit harvey is a different movie um but uh uh yeah i've seen the the term Harvey danger thrown around in a number of headlines. And that just kind of disturbs me. Uh, Flag, as in flagpole sitter. Yeah. Especially <laughs> because uh, that was the song that was playing this morning when my alarm clock went off. Creepy. So yeah, I'm, I'm thinking there's some uh, um, shenaniganry going on there. Uh, they, shenaniganry. We're, we're being programmed. What conspiracy could possibly No, be I have no <laughs> idea. It's just lazy fucking radio producers and lazy fucking uh, blo- 
dog writers and shit. Besides, besides the oil company making sure that everybody, you know, disbelieves in climate change across the board always. The, there's the conspiracy for you. Did that conspiracy right? Fucking. The oil companies are the ones who are behind, like, no, trying to suppress it. it's not a conspiracy. It's not a conspiracy? It's likely. They're, they're, they're going to pay for their own shit to, like, make, to, to really cast doubt on the fact that climate change is the thing. Yeah, the no, oil that, companies, that is. Nice pu- that's public fucking, uh, <laughs> what, uh, consensus? <laughs> Oh, okay, cool. 99. So climate change is real, then you agree. Yeah, <laughs> yeah totally. All right. The climate I, you know, always changes. I haven't disagreed with that. So, oh, sorry. Um, Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> mic etiquette. I apologize. Oh, my God. He's um, gone one week and he forgets how to fucking use a microphone. I know. I did. Um, um, okay. Now he's afraid I'm going to, I, I sort of confessed something yesterday to Kelly that I oh, don't, Jesus. and I don't oh, even no. really, everyone relax. He's about the third nut. It's that I don't, where do you like it? It's not that I, <laughs> I kind of don't care about Hurricane Harvey oh, and it's horrifying geez. and it's tragic and I know and it's all over the news and every time I turn on CNN that's what it is and it's it's really horrifying it's it's amazing yeah. the, the 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 amount of time and money etc that it's going to take to clean this up mm-hmm. the amount of people who've lost their lives the stories that are coming out of it the the fact that it is just continually getting worse it just is mm-hmm. um and but one of the worst in, I think they're the calling worst. a 500 year I think storm. it is the, yeah, the, the, I yeah. think it is the worst. The worst in our history. Yeah. But yeah as far I, as and like, I think that the actual kind of estimated money total to clean this up is going to be as much as um, uh, the relief for Sandy and mm. Katrina combined. Um, yeah. And it's, it's, if you listen to FEMA, that what they've been saying, you know, it's the worst they've seen, period, yeah. around the world in general. This as, is the it's price of your eclipse, people. <laughs> exactly. Um, but so it's not that I, it's not that I don't care. It's just that it, it's so fucking frustrating right now to consider so many aspects of the, our current climate, pun intended, our current political climate with Trump at the helm. And is, he's not doing a terrible job with this. He's not doing a great job. We're going to talk a no, little bit about what his. He does. This is, this I would expect to be fine. I mean, I get, well, I don't think we know yet. Yeah, that's I, the thing. I, I don't, think it's very early on. One, the storm has just stopped like yesterday. Well, no, it's coming back. Yeah, so it's not even over. So, and then the rest of it. No, it's, he it's, basically just said, uh, here's a checkbook. You guys know what you're doing. Take care of it. Like, it, that's, well, well, I don't know if you <laughs> well, well, all right. Let's, let's also talk about, we are, I think, going to talk a little bit about how his response to it and, and what, what, what is a, the president's role? What is any president's role in in how they respond, you know, both where they should be, when mm-hmm. they should, when they should show up, what do they say? What are some things that are helpful? What are some things that are not so helpful? Um, and, and I guess we can maybe rate Trump on it. And, and even if a rating matters in the first place. Um, but I guess that before we get into any of that, I don't know what it is, why I don't fucking care. I think part of it is just like the fact that their climate denial in general is, is just rampant it's throughout. Outrage fatigue. Ah, uh, maybe. Wait, no, you're just a liberal douche from Hollywood. What do you mean? What are you talking That's about? That's true. What? What, what? I don't understand. I haven't finished what I said yet. So what? <laughs> it's, it's, what? Why you, don't you, you care? Don't care because rednecks. you live in Los Angeles. Yeah. No, that's not why I don't care. It's, it's, it's just that, disaster porn to you. I don't know why you don't care. I'm not going to crawl I'm, into your brain, but I, I that's was my literally guess. in the middle of saying why. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you got taking a long time. Build up there. Let's I apologize. You're right. Um. It's it. I, I literally. I guess that's the thing. So Houston is fucking built on a swamp and the the amount trump two weeks before this um rolled back regulations on building near flood zones 
that Obama had put in for no real reason. And it was just a weird, it was, it was August 15th. I think it was a for an oddly fortuitous time for him to suddenly do that. And then the hurricane just shows up um, and Houston gets completely flooded there. The, there's very little regulation on where they can build things in Houston, which has essentially caused this to, to be as bad as it is. Um, and we're not looking at the fact that this is just going to be a reality from here on out for the rest of our lives. Um, and it's just going to get worse. And it's not surprising. And I guess that was part of it. People are like, it's, oh, isn't this so amazing? And I'm like, no, it's not amazing because I was expecting this. I was fucking yeah. expecting this. You were expecting this. a disaster? It's, or it's, yes. Yeah. I was expecting the biggest storm ever to come. And well, I'm expecting what? one bigger than this. You should because Hurricane Irma exactly. is literally a week away. Exactly. Where's and, Irma? So right now, I think in, it's the in the Atlantic? center of the Atlantic, yeah. it's probably going to be like near the Bahamas in like a week or something. Yeah. Mm. Again, that's and that's what I mean. It's just going to continually get worse. It's just going to fucking keep getting hotter. It's just going to get worse. And and I I don't know what to say at this point as far as what do we do about this yeah, because it's not amazing to me. It's just not amazing. I guess that's the thing. It's tragic. It's terrible. I hope we can. I hope we can learn you know, as much as we possibly can, as far as we're going to have to not fucking build near coastlines. We're going to have to, I was actually going to say that. That sounds insane, but we're going to have to do that. Well, this is a a lesson that we've, we've been taught before. This is not a new thing. We've lost cities to the ocean for thousands of years. Like that is just, you know, a, a function of humanity. We tend to build things in places where it's easy to get our boats because we can build shipping ports there and we can do a lot of commerce, but then we don't take the long-term approach. Everything is about, you know, what we can do tomorrow and no one cares about, you know, 200 years from now. We don't design cities for 200 years from now. They tried to do that in Brazil and they fucked themselves in the ass. So there's, you know, there's not a solution here. The only thing we can do is, you know, be a little bit more either, you know, conscious about this or accept the fact that these things are going to be lost and start, you know, planning for that. Move your shit. I thought about this a lot recently because I was thinking about living in Los Angeles and everyone having their own certain disasters for their area, you Mm -hmm. know. Whether it's LA with the earthquakes or whatever, the Gulf with the hurricanes, or honestly the Northeast. Yeah, for watch me, us just get fucking rocked. Tornado in like Alley. Minutes yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, Tornado Alley. And I was thinking the Northeast also was snow for me because that's what I grew up with with yeah, the, snowstorms. There's really nowhere on earth you can live that is completely free of any natural disaster. Yeah, right. Of course not. Well, the equator. No, there's the equator. Yeah. Isn't there areas in the equator that are like pretty nice? No, that's well, that's where all the fucking hurricanes. Well, part of it, yeah, but just in general, monsoons heat, monsoons. And, yeah, there's- all right. How about Colorado? I say Colorado's the best. Colorado's the avalanches, best place to live. Snowst- avalanches. <laughs> avalanches. <laughs> All right. Take away the avalanches. <laughs> well, how about just a fucking asteroid hitting the planet? Like, there's yeah. nothing. Well, speaking of, you know, there's the biggest one ever crossing, like, now. Really? I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah, it's like three miles wide. Cool. Nice. The closest it's ever come, actually, three in like 100 years. miles wide. Really close. Would mm. probably kill us all. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I guess, Sean, then that's a fair point, man. I, I So... Is that just what we're going to have to do is, is if there is no solution, are yes. we, I mean, even if we accept, uh, you know, uh, everything that science is saying about climate change and we follow all of the Kyoto protocols and everything, we're still way behind the curve on actually, uh, turning climate change around and coming go, to terms. even Exactly. With yeah. Ha- we, you know, our strength as humans is our ability to adapt. That has been traditionally what has set us aside from just about everything else. And it's, you know, we're not a species that forces our environment to adapt to us. 
because we've become that kind of, but we need to recognize that the the planet is going to change around us. That right. is inevitable. Yeah. Regardless of what we do, there are going to be these changes, and a lot of them are fairly predictable and fairly obvious. You know, this is the same thing we went through with Katrina. This is going to be the same thing we're going to go through in Florida, I'm sure, pretty soon. And, you know, all of these sort of coastal cities that are building below sea level, we have to find a better way. Either we design a city to be taller and put everything on stilts, which is possible, as ridiculous as it <laughs> what? sounds. What? Okay. I mean, you you can't. I mean, we can turn everything into Venice. We can fucking, you know, if we want to really embrace these things, we can figure out how to go around that. I mean, you know, you see the pictures in Houston of people, you know, driving their boats through streets. That could just be our new reality if you want to continue to live in these places. Or we move the coastline and some rich fuckers have to give up their, you know, million dollar homes because they're now worth, you know, three dollars or whatever. It's the new Detroit. Bonner, what do you think? Well, I don't disagree. I mean, I disagree with a lot of the different parts of what he said, but it's okay. <laughs> it does, uh, what, the oeuvre, what Come you're saying, me, is, is right. <laughs> no, I mean, the, well, Houston doesn't have a lot of rich people. It's the fourth biggest city, no, no. so it's... But, well, anyone on the coast is inherently more uh, well-off than... Really. No, there's some poor coasts, especially in Louisiana where it hit recently. There's I mean, a lot of poor people in the coast um, of Louisiana. Anyways. I'm literally talking like oceanfront, but like, yes. I was, yeah, on the bayous and the ocean front, and there's a lot Just, of poor people, okay, whatever, shrimp fishing. I'm, yeah. I'm thinking of like Bubba now. Um, <laughs> I don't know where I was going. I didn't really am, have I, point. am I wrong for not caring? Yes. Why? Yeah, you're wrong. Um, you just, should just as a human. Yeah, I mean, I told you, you should, and I feel the same way. It's just, you got to get over it. Like, I, I kind of feel the same way you do in many, many ways. Yeah. But I just got to say, okay, I recognize that and just get over it and say, okay, I got I to gotta do what I can for now. And at least for now, that's me. It's just donating some money. I can't do shit. Oh, no, no, thing. absolutely. I mean, but, I, you know, I, I, the, the, I, my heart goes out to the people and, and my, my money, well, whatever I can. I don't, no, no, of course it's not. So it's not that I don't care about the event. It's that the event is not amazing to me. And the fact that we sort of are in this, why we, we are. Well, let's unpack that then. Why is it not amazing to you? For everything I just said before, it's not. It's, it's not completely I, predictable. Yeah, it's extremely predictable. But it's still historically. Not only is it predictable, it's it's expected. Fine. Yeah, exactly. It's very much expected, and I was I was waiting for this, and so the fact that people are like sort of surprised by it and like kind of treating it like a big crazy oh shit, and even Trump's even Trump's fucking approach to it is calling it epic, and and you know everybody's touting it is like it's everything's bigger and it's well, this Trump fucking needs show. this to be his moment. I mean, he needs that's part of it too. Yeah. He's like, oh, we're gonna we're gonna clean everything up faster. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, no, I mean, he just needs a win right now. He's not and... acting like it. He's not trying very. Oh hard. no, he, well, no, he's he's not doing a good job of what he's wanting to do. I, I, you know, Trump is media savvy, but like in that Forrest Gumpian way. This is like. I, I... Well, no, yeah, no, no. I don't think he's savvy in the political communications way. No, no. Uh, but that's what's interesting right now is because they don't have a communications director. They have Hope Hicks, who's yeah. like the interim or whatever, and she's 28 and doesn't know shit. She was like promoted through Vivanka's like fashion company. Yeah. Um, and she's like you know PR. She does some PR, but like she was the, like and had uh you know in charge of the tweets and whatnot. But like the communications director is fucking huge. Think about Toby yeah. in fucking West Wing. Like it. <laughs> I'm sorry if I had to talk about Westing every fucking episode. But Dan Pfeiffer, you know, you talk about, you know, Dan Pfeiffer. I'm sorry, Dan Pfeiffer. He's good. Like, he's a smart fucking political operator. He's I'm smooth. He understands what looks good in the press. He understands how to use the press. People are fucking stupid. They don't understand that to capitalize on this would be a big, big win for Trump, actually. And he could theoretically pull this out politically and technically as a win. Like, 
I'm not going to put that past him. It's possible that he could luck into rebuilding Houston. I, I well, right. don't. Well, how, I don't think that's likely. How is his, but, How has been? How has his approach to this situation been thus far? Politically, I think it's been embarrassing. What has he done? What has he the, said? I didn't like the rally. I thought the rally was pretty embarrassing. What, what do you mean the rally? The rally on top of the, the Minnesota one. When he no, went, no, when he went down to Austin. Did you see him? Oh, down, no, he had like I didn't a, actually. Yeah, I don't know that, that I'd call that a rally. Austin? Well, it had a lot of fucking people oh, lined like up. Right on, after, you mean the day after? Outside, like, and he was like, look at the crowds. Yeah. That's the, what he said. He said, look at the crowds. I thought I thought that was in like Corpus Christi or whatever. He didn't go to Corpus Christi. Where did he, he go? Went to, he went to, I think somewhere. it was Austin. Some shit. And it was basically the command headquarters. This is the one where everyone was talking about Melania's shoes, right? Correct. Yeah. Okay. Uh, oh, her shoes isn't okay. So she was wearing high heels rather than like sneakers nice. to yeah. to represent that she cares more about her image than than but, like the sort of okay yeah. whatever. Just I don't bullshit. I don't want to talk I, about I couldn't give less stupid. of a fuck. I loved her yeah, floaters hat though. I know. I kind of did too. I thought it was sort of funny. Yeah. Kelly's yeah, like, but Kelly's she's like, not, I should get. I want to. I want to get a floater. She's, she's not a. She's not a hipster. I totally agree. I think it's fantastic. It's funny if other people wear it. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Well, anyway, so what what. What did he say about it? What was his actual kind of dialogue? He's just word, wording was bad. I He's mean, I don't. Words. I, he says words. What did he, he say? He talks words out of his face. He old. said, um, basically, like, congratulations. What triggered you? <laughs> Nothing triggered me. It was just, it was like really poor. Do you need poor. a safe space? It was, uh, he basically used the words like epic and like impressive, those kind of words, mm-hmm. instead of saying tragedy and let's talk about the dead here. Not the dead, but like, let's remember this person. And I don't it's know. A producer. He doesn't have that. He doesn't have a handler. He's not a nice person by by normal means. He doesn't have morals That's or moral compass. That's not why he was elected. <laughs> I didn't say that, but I'm just telling you that. And I, I really would like a president to have some sort of uh, leadership in this area. Well, why? Sorry, B Rock's gone. Deal with it. Why? It's not just well, B Rock. It's any president. Usually, but, I mean, the thing is, even Mike Pence. That's what's interesting is they have pictures of Mike Pence all over the place going down now to Houston. Bush sucked at this. Listen like. for a second. Houston. He was going down to Houston. And he was actually like hugging people and. Ew, kissing that's them. disgusting. And I like, do and not like, want to be hugged by Mike Pence. And like, ever. I don't either. But like, but he was also rebuilding shit. Like he was actually like lifting, you know, bullshit. I mean, it was photo ops, but lifting trees and moving them and stuff like that, lifting branches. You know, where Trump would never even do a photo op like that, which is sad that he doesn't he pretend even pretend to drive a truck. That's not that kind of thing. That's not really like he would never like. Yeah. Why? Why is it Trump's obligation to do that? It's not his obligation. Okay. I just want a president who does that. Why do you want a president who does that? In other words, why is it why is it more helpful for him to Here's be the thing somber is, and this whatever. kind of disaster has made its way into a military issue and more of an executive issue where FEMA is involved and now the Navy's involved, Marines right. I think are involved. So it's not a bad idea to get you know the commander in chief eyes on the ground. Um, he well he was there he went there and he's he's dispatching. He didn't see what's Houston. happening. He didn't see the flooding. Anything Regardless like of where he is though, I mean he's disp- he's let's just let's just have, let's just. Let's just give him the benefit of the doubt. Let's let's almost say that he is giving as much aid as as the federal government can possibly give to the people in need and the the places that have been affected by this, right? Which and, is for most part the consensus, right? Like, I'm not let's surprised. No, like, I, I'm not talking about surprise. Okay. I'm I'm simply asking: does his does his dialogue make a difference if all of his actions are ultimately helpful and beneficial? It makes a slight difference uh, mm-hmm. because his words do have power and meaning. I think. Um, 
let's say you're uh, you're a mother of two, and you you know, and you just had your home fucking flooded, and now you're in some fucking um, shelter in Houston, right? And you know, and, and as bullshit as it sounds, you know, Mike Pence comes up and gives you a hug, and you go and you you know, you go get your kids more food, you treat them better, you know, you get through this, your kids are happy. Whereas if you know that didn't happen at all, maybe you know, you get pissed off and you smack your kid, and they remember it forever as being like the worst disaster of their entire lives. You lost so, me. Yeah. I'm saying that he can make an impact in people's lives. I, I get that. I'm trying to all directly re- responsible for child abuse. I'm giving you an example. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm giving it. No, no, I'm giving you an example of where that could prevent actually not child abuse, but yeah, uh, uh, the situation for a, a, a mother of a single mother. Let's say a single mother, but, and there's two kids or something, well, but, or one kid. Sure, but that, I, but that person makes it makes a difference in their life if the president is there or not psychologically. Which is it better if you're CNN stand, uh, shoving a mic in her face? Yeah, and I was giving that example because that's what came to mind. Yeah. But yeah, I, I guess I that's agree what I'm saying. But that's, but I don't. I still don't understand. So just because his just because his speech was as Trumpian as you'd expect it to be was which was essentially the showman talking about it's epic and whatever everything's bigger in Texas. Look at the crowds, yep. etc. So he's a fucking idiot and he says the wrong thing everywhere he goes. If his actions ultimately allow that mother that you're talking about to have a house again, yes, or to, I will to get forgive ninety eight percent of it. Yes, I will still not well, like it, him. All I'm all I'm trying to understand is uh, actions do make more of a difference than words. Uh, yes, no, I, is that what you're trying to get? No, to? Yes. All, all I'm literally saying is what it. I'm I'm, I'm that two percent is where it, what I'm interested in. What? Why does it matter at all? What because those words lead to actions. No, I've literally demonstrated. I've. I said, <laughs> How did you let's demonstrate? Say for the benefit of, forget the demonstrate. I said, for the benefit of the doubt, let's just say he does everything right and adds as much. He his actual actions, the money and the support that the federal government that he has. Sort I of understand, but I'm saying up, those actions are both up. are the same for Mike Pence and Donald Trump. I'm giving these as two examples of the the same policy, the same outcome, but different approaches. Right. And I'm asking you why- What's the difference? What, what is the emotion? What, what, I mean, all you said is a hypothetical where a, a mom doesn't smack her kid What's afterwards. Enough? And I don't understand that. I just don't get it. That's really? all. Really? Don't. You don't get that. Okay. Uh, what? That's not what I'm talking. I'm talking about the, let's say you're a mother of mm-hmm. two. Okay. Mm-hmm. And the president comes to the shelter and talks to you and gives you a hug. And that gives you like, I don't know, a week's worth of moral uh, support. Like now you're like, you're, ha- you're hype. You're, okay. ready, you're ready to, you know, get food for your kids. So you, th- you, you think his words can actually up. add more to morale than his Yeah, and I think morale okay, that's, that's not an unfair is a argument. big deal when you're talking about disaster like, situations for, okay. and military situations and that kind of thing. I, I think just, when you have to, hold on, when you think you're a general and he's the biggest general, I think that morale and being an example is a big fucking deal. And to me, that's part of being a president. Yes, you might disagree and not say it's not in the Constitution. And I agree, it's not. But what, no, nobody's saying that. If, well, if you're I'm, saying I'm that that 2% manning. is He's based— a cheerleader. If, if you're simply saying that that 2%, that morale can actually help not just the mother of two, but every mother of two out Theoretically there. Theoretically any, yes. Right, and just, just that thing. Um, so why is the morale important? Does it, does it allow everything to get— Better, faster? Does it just allow for people to cope better? Does it allow for the country to heal better? What? Yeah, all those things. Okay. Okay. Literally, I, I mean, it's just yeah. It, it, I, there's untold consequences for his words, whether they're positive or negative, and that's well. It, well if it's I, untold, then that's that's a bit of a problem for me because I, I. But well, I think you've said morale. Like you've said that it's more. No, I'm just saying like, untold. No, that's quantifiable. That is that that is a legitimate argument. The yeah. the the issue I have is that um, I I. 
don't necessarily equate his words with detracting from morale, whereas I do certainly agree he could have been more proactive in supporting the morale of the people, but I don't necessarily think that his words were detrimental to morale. I, you're right. So, I just don't necessarily th- – I would more say they're a neutral. They're a zero. Yeah, they're and, a nothing. Exactly. And, it, that, and that's exactly they what i They made no expect. difference to that single mother. Without a doubt. And, and there I don't necessarily have an issue. You know, if he was, you know – uh, I don't even know what he would say to to kill morale, but you know that I either way, if he did say something that well, was, I mean, I, I he could definitely do shit like yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he could go crazy and say if the uh, if the Confederacy was still in charge, everything would be taken care of. There was a couple of speeches I remember him. I remember him giving to a few. Hold on, military, sorry, military uh, like graduations. I don't know if you remember these. One one was with like the Marines, I think, and one was with the Navy. And he basically talked about his crowd size. Oh, yeah. And shit like that. Like, it's he pretty. Just, that's what he does. Uh, of course. Yeah, like, again, he, I'm nice. saying that is not morale boosting. No, that's, no. That's like saying, fuck, our commander in chief is a fucking moron. <laughs> yeah, but that's. Welcome the, to America. Yeah, exactly. Like, at this <laughs> yeah, point, I'd rather have whatever. our troops have some confidence in their commander. Well, yeah, Excuse so me. would we. But, like, this is where we are. Yeah, everybody. everybody <laughs> yeah, like, there doesn't have to be. To we it. can impeach the bitch. Dude, you got to stop watching West Wing. Like, we're not going to have fucking. We're not going to what? Have impeachment? Jeb Bartlett. Exactly, yeah. No, we're not going to have Jeb Bartlett. It's, Obama was the closest we got, and he fucking droned innocent people. So you mentioned the Confederacy real quick. The oh. um, th- there was a Politico um, cartoon that came out. I guess it was yesterday or maybe this morning. Did uh, you guys see this at all? Yeah, I don't want to. Okay. You don't want to what? It's just a l- shitty cartoon. They deleted. It. I don't want to talk. All right, go ahead. It's tough to explain. What is it? Too. Go ahead. You're talking about the one think. where they were drowning and there was a Confederate flag, and they said angels <laughs> and shit. You're doing a great job. I don't want. I don't want to do it. <laughs> I'm ruining it. You You're are. doing it, Peter. <laughs> yeah. So um, it it ultimately was a very unhelpful thing in the end. Uh, to to specify exactly what happened, Politico, one of the the cartoonists, released this thing where um, there is a um, there's a a, a large um, kind of Texan with a big like ten ten gallon hat being airlifted by a helicopter out. Um, He's just got, you know, his, his he's wearing the, hanging out. He's, he's wearing, wearing the flat, the Confederate flag. He's wearing the, uh, sure, he's wearing the Confederate on flag his on his shirt. There's, um, uh, there's a whole nother, you know, basically he's being rescued. Um, and he's, he says, the angels, the angels have, have rescued me. Um, and right next to him is a, a bunch of FEMA workers kind of helping people out of the water, out of the flood zone. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're turning back over their shoulder and, and sort of responding to him saying, um, not angels, FEMA from the federal government. Um, oh, and I should also mention there were other there were the other things that were peppered around this guy's you know um, drowning house um, were like you know uh, uh, secession or whatever it was like the you know, snake seeds uh, um, the tea then, party yeah snake. then there was the 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 snake you know the yeah. don't tread on me the old politicking banner this is all the you didn't vote for Sandy but you. Yeah. No, uh, no, it's more. It's more the idea that well, there was which, also on his on his house that was being flooded. There was the the flag of Texas too. That was the big deal. The Lone Star. Yeah. The the idea in general is that everybody talks about how the government is bullshit. Everybody talks about how it's not necessary. Everybody talks about we yeah. can do everything we need by ourselves. You know what I mean? Fuck fuck the government. It's worthless and fuck climate change isn't going to be a thing. None of this is none of this fucking matters, right? Um, uh, the 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 South shall rise again, right? And then. When they need help, the government comes in to stay to save them, right? Um, but 
it, it was ex- it was it was unhelpful. It was an un- it, it was, was sloppily fucking, done. It was, it was sloppily just a dumb done. cartoon. Because for, people got for offended. So many goddamn people got offended because the religious aspect of it too. They were like, we wouldn't, yeah, we don't too. believe in angels. Angels, like that. yeah, like no. actual angels. Like people yeah. got pissed off and bent out of shape because we or well, we the political cartoonist or whatever the fuck. Um, you know, belittled their beliefs. Right. In, in some oh, and what's this fucking, um, what, what's the what's the libertarian guy that you love, Rain Man, the conservative Rain Man? Oh, um, ben, uh, ben, ben Shapiro. Ben Shapiro. He, I, <laughs> he actually stole my fucking connection, which was funny, or didn't steal, whatever. I, I thought of the same thing. I think on his show, either yesterday or today, hmm. um, he made this connection. He told this joke. Um, I, whatever. I'm not even going to. Basically, the joke itself was um, it's that old joke where uh, uh, a man a man's in a boat and it's, it's sinking. And, uh, a, a you know a tugboat comes by and says um and says hey sir come on you're 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 sinking do you need help and he says nope god will provide god will save me um another a helicopter comes by and says you know sir come we, do you need help he says nope god will provide um finally you know a, a a whole like life preserver comes up and the the boat now is almost under submerged and he goes you know well come on jump on you're gonna die and he goes nope god will provide and finally he dies he goes to heaven he's like where were you when i needed you he's like what, what are you talking about i sent a boat i sent an airlift and i sent a lifeboat what, yeah, yeah. what more did you need um and and it, that was sort of the the thing that reminded me of this thing as well, which anyway, Shapiro fucking either stole yeah. it or I stole it from him. Well, Shapiro's religious, so he's saying that from a different place than yeah, you are. Yeah, and I, I guess think. it's fair, but I mean, it's it, whatever. The The reason that it's unhelpful more specifically is that to sort of, um, I understand the point or the instinct to kind of lump every Trump voter in with the fucking neo-Nazi libertarians. It's easy. Which... Isn't the same thing, and it, and and again, it's just easy in general. Neo Nazis and libertarians. Yeah, that are was the interesting. Yeah, uh, weird. Which are not the same things. Oh, the way, yeah. I'm uh, saying they are not the same right, things. The, the, oh, it sounded like I was being sarcastic. It sounded like you were lumping yeah. the Trump voters in with these neo Nazi libertarians. Right. So that you know the comma your your the, Oxford comma was weird. That's well, no, that's 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 it was intentional. I mean, that's literally yeah. what this cartoon yeah, in yeah. a weird way is doing, and it's presenting quote unquote liberals, which fucking all the conservatives like to just lump all liberals into the yeah. same camp That's and none of it's unhelpful it's, it's the sport it's not only the sportification and the religification it's the easy fucking way of let me just not forget about asking you what I don't what have you to feel about to this you. specific topic yeah. let me just straw man the entirety of the left or the entirety of the right and yeah. point out why you're being stupid about yeah, this. Why you're and, a Nazi. And it's the same fucking thing that happens all the time on both sides. And mm-hmm. it's so goddamn tiring. Tune into text before calling for more of that. I will. Uh, <laughs> I guess we can just jump to Antifa. That's maybe an Antifa transition. Mm. Sean, you want to say something about Antifa before? Um, well, no, I'm Antifa. just... Uh, Antifa. Antifa? <laughs> Antifa. Uh, Antifa. Yeah. Um, no, I just... I, I'm uh, happy to see uh, people on the left starting to come out and uh, condemn Antifa a little bit. Um, I, you know, kind of... It seemed to start with the LA Times article. Mm-hmm. Um, MSNBC kind of got on board there and uh, Pelosi got on board. Um, you know, they're at least acknowledging that there is a problem with this group and that is a group that is tied to them. And at least... To me, this is hopefully the the kind of eye-opening moment where people start to realize that there's bad people on both sides and everyone needs to sort of um, chill on the rhetoric a little bit and uh, try and actually listen and understand people. Mm-hmm. I think that's fair. Joey? Yeah, you got to be careful with the both sides shit. But yeah, other than that, yeah. 
What do you mean you got to be careful with both sides shit? Well, I mean, literally his language, his language. You're talking about rhetoric. You're using like the two words that Trump used to do a false equivalency. So be careful. why is it a false equivalency? Why is Antifa not this? Why, why is violence acceptable on one side and not on the other? What? That wasn't, I don't think that's the question. You can, okay. you can argue about their tactics about violence. I would say that's equal. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, but, so that's so good. Then that's out of the way. But if you, if you don't, if you only take, and again, you know, you're coming from the person who takes intention into account all the time. Sure. I think that that matters. So I would say their beliefs but, are quite different. Yeah. But I mean, that to me, that's been the, the liberal talking point since fucking Charleston. Just this idea that, well, I'm sorry, Charlottesville. Um, just this idea that, you know, everything is the same. So if you are, uh, if you are, you know, saying that the violence is bad on both sides, that you are somehow saying that the Nazis' beliefs are okay or that, you know, you agree with them in some way, that is just absolutely ridiculous. We can look at both of these groups and say that violence is wrong regardless of what your position is. And that is supposed to be the, the dividing line that is provided essentially by our constitution. But th- which is totally fair, but I think you were saying rhetoric. Everybody should tone down the rhetoric, not oh. the violence. Um, well, no, I think I do think that it leads to that. Okay. So, you know, going back to the idea of uh, Hillary Clinton saying that all of Trump voters were deplorable. Yeah. She didn't it, say that. But well, okay. no, but I she mean, that, half, exactly. But. but then, you know, that gets turned into and turned into and turned into. All of a sudden it becomes, uh, you know, all Trump voters are racist. Then all of a sudden it becomes all Trump voters are Nazis. And so this this sort of idea of this conflation or confabulation See, of that's the thing. rhetoric. I think, I think that's the problem, though, is, is the amp is the the ramping up. So in other words, it's I think it's the straw manning that mm. ends up happening to uh, be yeah. the real fucking problem. Totally. Because let's 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 take let's literally take this exact example. If Hillary said half of Trump half Trump's voters uh, can be put in what what I call the basket of deplorables, mm-hmm. right? Regardless of the validity of that statement, yeah, yeah. I don't think it's a nice thing to say. Period. Totally. I think it's just silly um, and it's not helpful to the conversation. And but there's really not a place for it in public precisely, politics. Precisely. Exactly. Now, why not? Make that claim. Why not say that, that that's unhelpful, that that's mm. rude, that that is discounting somebody's kind of perspective on things and go after her for what she said rather than strawmanning what she said and conflating it to Sal suddenly, well, if half of them are, are you saying that anybody who votes for Trump is a deplorable? Are you now saying that anybody who even is thinking about voting for Trump is a deplorable? Are you now saying that anybody who has conservative views is a deplorable? Mm. You know what I mean? And that's the strawmanning problem well, and that, that I but see But that happens on anything. both sides and that is a— sure. Which it, is fine, but but as far well, no, as no, I mean, like that literal literal argument is something that you know uh, each each group is strawmanning the other at the same time, and no one wants to really sit down at the same table and actually talk. It could potentially be my bias. Um, I don't see as much strawmanning going on on the left. Um, I I do see. Uh, so the reason I'm saying that I don't see strawmanning on the left because I'm seeing different tactics being employed philosophically on the left. Um, the right is is, and again, I'm doing it right now by simply like you yeah, know, yeah. blocking it out this way. By but even just when making I listen the claim to, that there's a right and a left, is, precisely. But, but so let me yeah. be very specific with what I mean. When I listen to Fox News, when I listen to yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Ben Shapiro, when I listen to Alex Jones, mm-hmm. right? What I hear are you listen to Alex Jones? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, what I hear are <laughs> it's funny too, by the way, as a quick tangent. Mm-hmm. I, I've watched kind of a, a fair amount of Alex Jones now, mm. but on the on the um, 
YouTube for some reason thinks that I want to, to listen to him all the time, and totally. I've listened to like yeah. way more atheist experience than I've yeah. ever listened to Alex Jones, <laughs> and it'll still like like all of a sudden YouTube will yeah. like send me a banner on my phone like, "Hey, Alex Jones was live," and I'm totally. like, "I don't fucking care. Yeah. I'll I'll go do the research when I need to." Well, it's, it's just because they put out like 30, 30 fucking things a day. Maybe so. yeah, I guess it's fine. But yeah. anyway, um, so sure. But what I, what what I hear on um on those particular channels, so again, mm-hmm. Fox News, Ben Shapiro, Alex Jones, yeah, um, are are straw manning. So in other words, they'll take an argument that they think the left would make and they frame it in such a way that's very easily defeatable. And it's almost, it's almost never nuanced. It's almost never clear. And it's almost never the actual argument that the quote left is making. I would say less that it's the argument they think the left is making and more the argument that they can find some random lunatic on the left making. That's also fair. Then they will bring somebody on who like is sort of a crazy leftist quote unquote, who will make the argument that they're hoping they will make. Exactly. That's totally fair. Um, now then we have, it's just the, not out of whole cloth. Essentially. Right. <laughs> I don't, I flat out don't listen to MSNBC. Mm-hmm. Um, on CNN, I'll see both sides that kind of do it in general. Um, but I would the, so, um, the tactics that the left is employing and again, all quote unquote. So specifically some of the different, um, uh, comment, what do they call fucking, the pundits, I guess? Yeah, pundits. No, 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 not so much. Um, so the, the, the pundits, I guess, more mm. specifically. Every now and then it'll be the actual Reclaiming hosts, my time. Very rarely is it the, very, the hosts of CNN. It's yeah. usually the pundits. Um, but the tactics they use um, is sort of, oh, God, what's the best way to put this? Um, it's, it's Stick and move? No, but I'm trying to, no. I'm try, oh, God. It's, it's, it, so you're adding, um, it's, it's yes, honestly, and? it's more or less a slippery slope. Mm-hmm. It's more or less the slippery slope argument. They'll say, you know, okay, well, this, and then what, does that mean that this, does that mean that this, um, to, to, to give any specific example is the Russia thing, the Russia thing in general, which we can go to in a second, Joe, if you want, but, um, you know, okay, well, so Manafort had this meeting. So if the, he had this meeting, it just it, it. So I don't know. I don't necessarily know if uh, that means that Trump knew about it. But uh, you know, if, based on everything I understand on that, it's not, and now it's not un, it's not an unfair argument to make in that particular example. But but it becomes uh, sort of routine for them where they continue to kind of you know stack one thing after another worst case scenario on worst case scenario exactly um and then they kind of leave it at that like well i don't know we'll yeah, see you next you week you be the judge we ask some questions exactly yeah. which which is not totally unfair i, I understand know, where they're coming from <laughs> yeah yeah and and they they do it they, yeah. they're they're guilty of way more things than that but anyway no. my, my point is the i don't see as much straw manning on the quote left as i do on the right i i yeah when you lay it out like that i totally understand the uh I guess differentiation. Um, I would kind of lump that all into pretty much the same tactic, though. Um, sure. Yeah. I mean, you know, if we're being extremely nuanced, yeah, we yeah. can break it out like that. But you know, just from my perspective, I I just kind of see it as the same on both sides. It's, it's that's not an unfair perspective, like biased philosophy rather than an honest conversation. Exactly. Yeah. yeah that's fair. I mean, you know, they each have their own little special moves or you know whatever. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. Hey, Boner. Yeah. How you doing, buddy? I'm bored. Uh-oh. You bored? Yep. Yeah. How about well, ready? I'm gonna yeah. give you 30 seconds. Nah, it's coming. I nope. don't want it. Really? You don't want it? Whatever you can do. Jesus. Okay. And we're go. gonna sit in silence. Is what we're gonna do. Oh my god. Three seconds has passed. It's room tone. Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> Sorry. 12 seconds has passed. Nothing is passion. You you have no passion whatsoever. 17 seconds. You have 10 seconds left to say anything you want about Russia. 
two seconds, and that's it. Boo this man! <laughs> <laughs> what's the matter, man? You're what's going, what's going on with you? you? You don't get mic time. I'm not happy. <laughs> Why aren't you happy? When are you ever happy? <laughs> what uh, is this happy? I need more coffee of? and drinkies anyway. Okay, so what does that mean? That means you get to talk I'm gonna get while up. he's going to go away. And I have to talk. Yeah. Great. Yeah. All right. Well, what I wrote down earlier, I thought it'd be a really funny curb scene, like curb your enthusiasm, I'm saying. Yeah. If uh, basically O'Brien was Larry David and he left his phone on at a meeting and he went to the bathroom mm. and he kept getting alerts from Alex Jones. Oh. And he lost his meeting. Like he lost actually, the big, yeah. you know, whatever fucking job. He was the 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 life-changing job. This guy's a racist. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they get like, he gets like three Alex Jones updates. It's like, totally. holy shit, this, I can't work with this guy. <laughs> and that, there, there goes his life. Yeah, no, that's, that's, um, not unaccurate. Uh, and that, you It'd know, curb scene. Well, I mean, not, uh, yes, certainly. But, uh, I think that is more of a commentary on our times. It's to, I think how it's a little exaggerated. Is. I know what you're saying that Hollywood is slightly biased towards the right, but I think that, uh, well, not even Hollywood, just, no, everyone, it is. It's like, not even slightly. It is. you know, just the idea of out doxing people and, you know, outing them as, uh, you know, whatever from protest rallies, you know, um, is, especially considering that uh, not all of those protests were uh, Nazis, you know, especially the one at Berkeley that was recently just like the prayer protest. Like, you know. Yeah, people, I didn't want to get back into this. I see what you're saying. And I do agree um, because we have to break it down protest by protest. Mm -hmm. Charlottesville, it seemed to me that it was the neo-Nazis who started the Unite the Right thing and the Antifa showed up to counter them. Uh, and supposedly they weren't very violent. They were mostly helping people, which is what I've heard from most people. And there were some counts of violence, of course. You're saying the Antifa was mostly nonviolent? Supposedly, no, they were both violent and nonviolent. There were elements that were violent. There's I good people on both sides. But I would say that the Nazis, I guess, were there first to start shit. Uh, the other ones, I would say the, the— From uh, everything I've seen, the Nazis were explicitly there to not engage in violence. That's—, that's from everything I've seen, that's the opposite. Well, yeah, obviously. They were, they were there prepared for violence. Yes, yes. Well, but, I've they, also but they weren't there to start their, violence. Their general consensus was, you let them attack us. I've seen tweets that don't agree with that. Oh, I'm well, sure. The, there's the, like, 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 the guy Nazis ran are, over someone. Like, right. there, there's, you know, people will be provoked to violence. And there I wasn't are just talking about and, that. I was talking about they were prepared. They brought right. guns. They had weapon caches. They had specific battle plans. It is also an open carry state, which is a little bit different, especially when we're talking to California people. But Anyways, I was just saying I would put that one more the blame on the Nazis than that one. Maybe we, the Berkeley one. That the, that's where maybe the, left the Berkeley is. one is more. I would say straight ahead Republican conservative, slightly racist. I mean, whereas even Pelosi came out against the Be Berkeley one. Like, yes, she did. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. If you let me get to it, but I was so I was saying well, the, get to it. the right that was protesting was more moderate than the Nazis. They simply weren't the alt right 1488ers. They were you know just conservatives, I guess. Yeah. So yeah, that's. Not cool, Antifa, you know? I condemn thee. In yeah, attacking <laughs> reporters and, yeah. Yeah, of course. But I mean, and I, I take it time by time. I don't know. I think the Boston one was really interesting because they, I don't know if they were really alt-right, but one dude seemed to have one t-shirt that was really fucked up. Uh, Boston was free speech, and that was... Um, there was some bad dude there with a really horrible t-shirt. I forget what he said. Uh, oh, I think it was the 14 words or something. Yeah, yeah, the 14 words on a t-shirt. What, uh, what does that mean? Um, I can't remember what it is. I, uh, like, yeah, try to have the 
I strive to keep the survival of the white people. Yeah, something about racial purity. Got it. Whatever. Some white supremacy chance. Yeah. 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 Okay. Sorry, when I say 1488ers, maybe I should say that. 14 comes from the 14 words. What's the 88? 88 is Heil Hitler. Oh, I thought it was keys on a a piano. HH is 88. Yeah, that's right. Well, 88 is also like radio talk for uh, like over and out, essentially. But 88 is radio talk for over and out? Kind of. Yeah. Like we're done talking 88. 10 4. Yeah. 86 it. Exactly. That's all I know. Right on. <laughs> Are there any more important ones that we got? Do I still get my 30 seconds here? Am I still talking? No, you're done no, now. You fucking fuck yeah, you, that. Now yeah. I want to talk. No. Yeah, yeah we, we know. Yeah. We know. Go ahead. What do you got then? Talk to us. I thought it was a lot of, there was a lot of news with Russia, and I didn't take the chance to talk about this because I wanted to give a little. Shout out to John Cage. John Cage. You're going to sit here for 27 minutes? John Cage was the guy who uh, made Silence into an album of music and, caught and made, sold thousands of records. Jesus Christ. Yeah. I forget what he called it. It was some symphony or something. It was the what? time. No, it was the time. It was like one oh, minute. Oh, you're minute right. It's like 20 yeah, minutes. Yeah, one minute and 20 seconds. No, it's not 20 minutes. It's, it's like Shit. four minutes and 27 seconds or something like that. What does this have to do with anything? I don't know, actually. I haven't figured that out. But, but let's get what exactly what he's talking about first so we can find out it's like four minutes and 27 seconds or something. I admire John Cage as an artist. I think it's interesting to put Is silence. What is the name of the song, though, that you're talking about? I'm trying to look it up, but I'm trying to explain myself First, While he looks it up, first. I'll explain it first. Four John minutes. Cage. 33 seconds. Oh, I was off by how many seconds, Joey? Three. I wasn't counting. Six seconds. Jesus. <laughs> what the you... fuck is this? I don't know. This is O'Brien's fault. No, no. What the fuck are you talking about? Oh, okay. John Cage. <laughs> Jesus Christ. He's <laughs> a, a composer who likes to uh, do kind of crazy avant-garde shit. And he basically made an album of silence. Room tone. He wants to know why you're talking about this right now. Because I did it earlier. And that's what I was doing earlier again. Because you did room tone earlier? Yeah. You do room tone every fucking day, man. <laughs> it's not a joke. That's literal. Okay. <laughs> it's true. When I walk to work. That's not true, though. I always have something Would you talk on. about Russia for fuck's sake? Jesus no. Just fin- You're done now? You were just literally well, about to talk about it. He doesn't about. want to admit defeat. You went off on John Cage. What, defeat? It's, there's like 20 stories that are interesting to me. I don't then want to- say one of them. Okay. <laughs> I find that there's a lot of interesting characters. Um, just every week you come up with a new character. Felix Sater this week. You get to see a little bit more of Paul Manafort this week and hear about Paul Manafort's lawyer. Robert Mueller is a fucking interesting cat. Eric Schneiderman, the attorney general of New York. There's a lot of characters involved. I find it very interesting to follow. It's almost like a spy novel. Why is it interesting? Well, one, I'm very interested. by the way. I'm very interested. I know. I'd like to believe that and have a fantasy. Excuse it's the same, me. Pro- it's the same reason people voted for fucking Trump, man. He's buying into the reality. The I have to right now. Okay. So it's the same reason why I watch West Wing. Everybody's looking for the escape. Yeah. That, so we're just holding on to Russia as a... Uh, uh, I don't know, a lottery ticket, something that is- I think uh, I don't have a lottery ticket. I would say ace in the hole. <laughs> Why do you want him impeached so bad? I think it'd be a good, one, I don't want him to be president. That's simple answer. I, I think he's okay. unfit to be president. That's like full stop. Why? But two, I think it'd be interesting for history. Uh, I like the idea that- uh, You want to be part of the fact that he was impeached just, just for the I sake don't of it? Part, I, I'm not part, I'm just a citizen. But I mean, I- Everyone that walked with Martin Luther King still gets credit. I, uh, I think it'd be nice for this country to wipe away the mistake that happened on November 8th. Okay, so wh- again, why do you 
why is it that you want him impeached rather? Not just that you don't, or why don't you think he should be president? Because that was what you said. Why do I think he's unfit to be president? Yes, sure. Yeah, that's a better way to put it. Um, I mean, it's a long list. This really could take me like 20 minutes. But I would say one, it's it's every. I mean, it's everything. It's his. There's a big difference between not a good president and unfit to be president. Right. I agree. Um, So what makes him not a good president would be George Bush. Not a good president would be Reagan in my mind. Not a good president would be even Jimmy Carter. Why do you Uh, think Reagan was such a bad president? Yeah, fuck you on those last two. You like Jimmy Carter? Yeah, it wasn't that bad. Wow. Okay. Surprising. He just got blamed for a lot of shit. I agree. Actually, he was the wrong place at the wrong time. But he had some silly management issues. Whatever. Okay. Uh, but, he was a micromanager. Anyways, what, what was your question? I'm sorry. I don't remember at this point. What, why do you think he's such a bad president? Yeah. Why is he unfit? Why is he unfit? Um, well, I mean, well, more specific, well, you've said a couple different here's things. The thing sure. is, we'll start with unfit. One, I could talk about everything that's unfit, but two, I also want to talk about simple crimes that he might have committed or high crimes no, no, and misdemeanors. No, no, no. Say, say what it is that you're saying first. Then we'll get to the other thing. Because look, here's here's the reality of this. Because what I think, think is boring, it's it's just silly. It's just like, well, oh, then don't I, say it. Because here's the reality. I'm not going. That's why I wanted to skip his crimes. Here's my point, though. If he, which is perfectly fine, if he is impeachable for the things that he's done constitutionally, that's all that matters. So you you can think that he should be impeached. No, it's not. Because, what do you I, mean? No, it's not. I don't think that's all that matters. I think. Okay, what are the other things that matter? The idea of the office of the president. I think then it matters. say it then. That's what I'm saying. Explain I said that. it's unfit, but I don't want to be corny about it. It's what, lame. No, seriously, what is the criteria that he does not meet? What is the thing that we can point to to say like, hey guys, in the future, when we're looking for a president, we should check this box or not check this right. box. I'll what say is it that, that we okay. need to know? His, his disregard for boundaries is a big one for me. And also, and honestly, a big one for me is his fucking big ass mouth. He's, he's a liability for the national security of this country. How do we quantify that into something that we can actually act upon? One, what- I would say, okay, I'm sorry to cut you off there. I apologize. Um, the FBI stuff and the end, uh, the DOJ, I think there needs to be more barriers there. I don't know what you mean there. Yeah, I don't understand. Uh, just the idea that he could just simply fire Comey and uh, do, and not just fire Comey, like be involved. The president could theoretically be involved with investigations in the DOJ. I think that needs to be separate. Is that not more a problem of the system and not the person? It is a problem yeah. of the system. Uh, so then it's why Trump is that pointing Trump's out, fault? Yeah. It's, Trump, it's not his well, it's his fault because he's an asshole, but he's just pointing out I a mean, problem in the system. Obama sure, used the IRS him, to go after his rivals. Like, they, this is something that is— That doesn't make him unfit, you're, is what you're saying? Yeah. Well, he's, his tendency to abuse those boundaries and powers make him unfit. Right. Okay. We, need, we need to check and balance those abusable powers. And I agree. it should not be the FBI, as I've argued many times, investigating the executive branch which they report directly to. Right. And well, we, who, okay, that's true. I agree. I don't know who else should do it, though. The problem. special but prosecutor. That, whatever, this isn't, this is yeah. not special helping your, this is not helping your argument. Yeah. This is not helping your argument. No. <laughs> all, all I'm asking is that we have two situations right here, right? One in which you're saying he ought to be impeached because he's committed crimes that essentially are constitutionally impeachable and thus Congress ought to impeach him because those are the fucking rules of the game. And that's as simple as that. It doesn't matter whether he is the best president or the worst president. He has, done, he has committed an impeachable offense and ought, to be com- and ought to be impeached for those for whatever he's done. And then we list and we deal with it, et cetera. Then we have this second situation, right. which is more that 25th Amendment thing, which you've, you've glossed over-ish. And we don't have to go into it. All I'm simply saying is that right, it's more if you really do have this kind of passion behind why Trump genuinely is unfit to be president or is is an absolute liability for us as a country, which we I could make that argument too. I'm, I'm not disagreeing with you there. I'm simply saying that 
it, it's it's important to have your ducks in a row when you make a statement like that because I don't know what he's done wrong. I guess is well, my point. You know what I mean? We like, have to we have to really. I'm not what he's impeaching him. I'm not a congressman. I don't have to my ducks in a row. I don't have to remember every single thing along the way because honestly, it's gaslighting. This entire fucking six months has been fucking thing after thing after thing after thing after thing after thing, and I you agree. fucking forget. You don't realize that there's just like twenty things, and this is the truth. And that this is Putin's tactic. Is it's it's what you do. You just have so much bullshit out there that everything is bullshit, and, it, it, and you don't even think about. All of it piling up in each individual thing. That's so, the whole point of authoritarianism. So then let me cut to the chase. Then. Let me cut to the chase. Do you think he's detrimental to the democracy? Yes. Well, why? How so? The how, democracy, how, how the republic, he, the country, all of it. How? What are some of the things that he's done that can actually I deteriorate don't like, okay, the me, strength of our democracy in the first place? I think his abusing of the pardoning power was, was recent, and I think that's a big one for me. Okay. So he should have waited until he was about to leave office? Like everyone no, else? No, that's not an abuse of power. I think that's a legitimate use of power. Why was Arpaio an abuse of power? The because, Arpaio? because of the way that the judge had him ordered in contempt and he didn't even have sentencing kind of yet. And Why does that matter? Uh, I think it's just kind of overstepping the rule of law in my mind. But, I mean, to, to me, the whole idea of a pardon, you know, this is not a commutation of a sentence. This now, is a pardon. There's a difference. Well, yeah. And the reason that you do a pardon is to expunge. So it doesn't really matter what that sentence was going to be. Of He's going not. to issue a pardon. I, so yeah, why that's you, not what I'm saying. But, I'm saying I mean, the rule of law. Well, just from a, a bureaucracy standpoint, why even pay to have these people in this room to go through this charade if it's just going to be pardoned they anyways? No. What do you mean? If the charade is the American law, law, the criminal justice system, I don't think it's such a fucking charade. If you are Trump and you know you're going to pardon Arpaio anyways, all you're doing is sitting there letting taxpayer money waste away. That's not what I'm arguing, though. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about why why it's an abuse of power. Sure. Uh, But my my question was why why does it matter that um, uh, our our, uh, Arpaio? No, no. That uh, Jesus, I don't even know anymore. Fuck it. Why is it an abuse of power? What? Why? Why was it? So, so I, I, I've heard oh, this. Argument. Why does it matter that it was before sentencing? Is what we were on. I'm sorry. Let, let me let me skip all that. If yeah. you guys don't, yeah, know. No, that's fine. I, I, I don't. I didn't understand the argument why it is an impeachable offense for him to have pardoned Arpaio. And and a lot. I've heard a lot of people make the argument that it is the worst and most impe- anything is an impeachable offense. We've gone through this. No, no, no. But I, I mean, literally, legally, why is that like exactly specifically whatever the abuse of power was. You know what I mean? And I, I kind of don't really understand that, but. What? Well, the thing is, the, the legal oh, sorry, excuse me. The legality recently is that he can't do this for state crimes and local crimes. That's the big thing I've been reading about today. Is that actually there's been a case? I think it was like 1985 where the Supreme Court came down on this, where basically that you can pardon federal crimes, but local crimes will still be able to proceed. So like Manafort or whatever. If he was, exactly. if he was, if he was and to pardon Manafort, that is the whole be the same idea kind of here because New York Attorney General Eric Schneiderman has basically said he's been investigating Manafort for law, money laundering crimes, and now helping out Mueller. The idea is that Mueller, even if they Trump plans on pardoning Manafort and any of these guys, can still be tried in the state. Including himself, by the way. Trump can still be tried in his own state. The, the, president, the president can still be, can still be tried by the state. I should hope so. Like, but anyway, but, and but they can also be up for civil charges a la correct. OJ. Totally correct. But l- let me just take a step back to Arpaio again. Um, I had a whole rant when it first happened, but I've kind of lost the the steam for it. Ultimately, it boils down to this. Um, the reason why it's it really is kind of terrifying, this whole the whole Arpaio thing when I first heard about it, everybody knows what he did. Everybody understands the 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 reason why it's kind of odd and strange. I think the, it's weird that we're glossing over it, though, to be honest. Well, the reason I'm glossing over it is because what it 
what it boils down to is politics and friendship. And Trump is pardoning somebody literally to to make two different signals. Number one, that it doesn't matter whether or not you, as a law enforcement officer, are following the law as long as you are following sure. the politics that um, best align with the person yeah. in power. Trump's law, which is I, a fucking authoritarian move, which is really kind of scary. Literally, like so, Arpaio has gone above and beyond me, to. I, I completely agree with everything you said. Let me just stop you for a second. This is a, number one. You guys asked me why is he unfit for president. We're still we talking about this. We're still a number one. Okay, there is five twenty more things I could go into. I just want to make that very clear. Okay, well, what is this one then? I'm sorry, I cut you off because I wanted to make an example of it. But the point Which is fine, but what is that what one? What you said, it's the, the one it's, that we're talking it's, about. It's is the authoritarian right abuse of power. There it is. So, okay, authoritarian tendencies, basically, which, which I think is, which is coupled with a disrespect for the rules, specifically the rules of law, the rules of constitution, the rules of, the rules of our democracy itself, separations of power. He doesn't give a fuck about these things. He doesn't care what, about the things that our society is based on, which is a problem when literally you, you are in charge of a holding those rules. Like well, you're the guy in charge of that. The system I mean, was those, designed to impeach people like this. That's the whole point. Right, but the, the sort of right-wing argument around this Arpaio thing, and I think our, Arpaio is a pretty much a piece of shit for the most part, but um, I basically what this is actually a, a revolt against is legislation from the bench, because what this is about is a judge's orders, not the actual law. By the way, did you read the thread I gave you on this? I gave you a whole thread on Twitter about this. But the 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 clerk of the judge. Oh yeah, yeah. Did you read that? Uh, yeah. Because it was very interesting about that judge. He wasn't biased at all. He gave him like twenty chances. Uh, no, no, and that that's I I have no idea what actually went on. I'm just giving you the. Well, I think that's the thing is people kind of say like legislation from the bench, and that bothers me because one, one is that <laughs> I think that like a big boy. Sorry, I think that uh, we have to look at one who appointed them. Those George W. Bush. He's I've got a history. You got mm-hmm. to look at the judge's stuff. Uh, so this guy, this clerk went into the details, basically saying he was kind of right out of college. And he um, he basically just gave a rundown of what happened during the proceedings and that he gave him like a lot of chances, a lot of chances to, you know, make up for all of his contempt of court and continuing to practice these racist policies and, you know, pulling over Mexicans and assuming, you know, whatever, and taking their shit. Um, in addition to anything else. Mm-hmm. But, um, I don't know where I was going. I was just going to the fact that I don't think it's legislation from the bench here. I think it's clearly the fact that many other Republicans on the right, not just Jeff Flake and John McCain, all these people in Arizona don't like him. Yeah, if you go to Trump's rally, they're going to you know, go crazy for him. But the fact is Arizona is trying to uphold the rule of law here. And for a president to get involved with a state like this when they're trying to punish and, and uphold the rule of law bothers me on well that's the whole thing though they're they're disagreeing on what the law is because for trump for someone that is trying to lock down the border someone that is trying to curb uh, illegal immigration arpaio is doing the right thing and kind of. well, he's, no he's and to that's, an extent well that, that's where we get I don't into think this he would agree with some of his tactics well, I'm not saying anyone's right here. I'm just saying that there is another side to this argument. I know there, what you're saying. I just don't think even Trump would just be just finish on board. finish finish what you're saying first. Go ahead. 
Basically, just the idea is that the federal law is saying that we need to round these people up, we need to deport them. But when Arpaio is doing that, the the other end of federal uh, uh, ICE and whatnot are not actually deporting these people. So that's why his prisons are getting so crowded, and that's why he's getting that flack in that arena. The idea that he is continuing to round these people up is basically them pointing to the fact that you know there is is this law that these people are here illegally and we should be doing something to enforce our borders. And that's the, the argument is basically the, the, the quintessential Democrat versus Republican argument on immigration. Yes. Well, so, but, but there is a problem here because the currently the, we, the real problem that you're describing is the difference between the ideology of Mm. kind of curbing curbing integration. No, no. And the rule of law, Mm. the rule of law. So in other words, Trump is saying it is, it is by Trump pardoning Arpaio, he is literally saying, and he's making the, the, the symbolic gesture of saying you are welcome to, to supersede the current rules of law. If it is in, um, in an attempt to, stop immigration and get people who are in this country illegally out of the country at, by any means necessary. That's that's sort what, of the signal that he's making. What law is being superseded, from my it's, understanding? The Fourth Amendment, illegal search and seizure. Um, like, just, just you could stop, he, you know, Arpaio basically, or anybody. He's saying is, anybody can stop any American citizen that they want right. for any fucking reason whatsoever and and either de, you know deport ask for your papers etc whatever that is that is a welcome move in this administration regardless of the constitution itself yeah. That's basically what he's signaling. The the issue is, and I'm like so bad at geography, I literally had to pull up a U.S. map to make sure I'm not stupid Phoenix on this. Phoenix is to the west of New Mexico. <laughs> I was, <laughs> but the, the issue is that, um, you know, immigration has the ability to enforce the, the, um, the, the, goddamn the boundary within i believe it's a hundred miles of every border Mm -hmm. and this is you know not necessarily something i agree with but according to the law they are acting within the the legal rights when they are within that you know hundred mile boundary so they the you know i'm not saying he's doing the right thing i totally understand i'm just saying that from the way that the laws are actually structured the argument on the right is that he is following the federal law it's that the the judges are saying that, well, that's not really how we enforce things here. And we're, you know, it's like kind of declaring the sanctuary city or whatever. That's not federally legal, but that is how they operate in that city. Sure. Yeah. No, I, I totally understand. But, but what, it, what, it, what I'm talking about is the symbolism behind it. Oh, that, that's, that's yeah. what I mean. That's, that's the scary Especially part. if you're anti-Trump immigration policies, the symbolism is horrific. Right. If you are pro-Trump immigration policies, then this is, you know, uh, what Wheeler would probably call a dog whistle, but it, it, is, it is a dog whistle. Um, it's totally I, a dog whistle. I, well, I just don't agree with that connotation in general. But for, in, at this current, for this current situation, I would agree with you that it probably isn't the most accurate way to describe it, but it definitely is a signal. It, it's, it's a flag. Right. I'll certainly give yeah, you that. It is an overt flag. Dog whistle connotates that it is, yeah, it's you like know, a, like a, covert a phrase racism. that would be, yeah. Well, yeah. sure, maybe not racism, but just well, a phrase the, or a thing that. It's something that is indicative of something else that is kind of coded. Oh, well, then in this case, yes, that's what this is. And I don't even think it's like well coded. That, well, that's what I'm saying. This yeah. is a flag. This okay. is this is a blatant okay. declaration. Yeah. This is not him hiding behind fancy right. word talk. Which the other thing that so this was only that was only the one part as far as like we need to be stronger in immigration. That mm-hmm. was what this signaled. Yeah. The other thing that it signaled, which people have been mentioning, well, are, are that. 
uh, not only loyalty, but also anybody in the sort of Russia investigation currently, um, because he, in other words, he's saying, I have this pardon power. I, I'm not afraid to use oh, it. Yeah, and yeah, totally. this current And he's pardon, not going to wait. He's not going to wait. And this current pardon w- w- was, was gone about a very strange way. First of yeah, all, yeah, it wasn't usually, drafted by the right people. It wasn't drafted. Well, it didn't go through the Department of Justice. Yeah, yeah. And more importantly, usually um, a person has to, has to ask for a pardon. It's usually after they've been both sentenced and served a little bit of time. Um, but there is and, no actual protocol that is required. For no, this, sure. So. Every, and yeah, that's the thing that we've heard a million times. Like everybody's like, the very first thing they say is like, yes, Trump has the power to pardon it. We all agree he has the absolute power to pardon yeah. whatever it is. The question is, should he and is this a good thing to do? And why should? Why did he do this current thing? Like I keep saying, this is the, the reason that I really like that Trump is in office because yeah, it, it forces it, us to think about, yeah, what how much power we've been acquiescing to the executive, the executive branch. branch. No, I... I, I I totally agree with you, but it does go back to Joey's question, which is like, well, when, when is it okay to, when ought we impeach him then? And, and ought we impeach him in the first place? Because my biggest question, which we did not ask this episode, we didn't, we didn't have a question going into this. Um, I was going to say, how is Trump doing just in general? (laughs) How is Trump doing? Hmm. Fantastic. Usually. Cause I mean, so according to him, well, no, not according to him. I mean, in in general, as president, I mean. How, how is he doing? He's doing better now. Um, I think the hurricane is definitely um, an up point for him at this point in time. A week later when we convene again, that may not be true anymore. But right now it is looking to be a positive distraction in his favor. I don't know, man. I think Maybe. He's, it's... he's not doing that. He's not doing that well. Um, no, obviously. He's, he's, he's coasting off the economic policies of his predecessor. Um, he's made... Legislative errors, big one in healthcare, which was enormously he did just embarrassing. His new tax plan. The tax plan is never going to pass, and it's embarrassing. Um, I don't know. It, it's all it's all silly. To I me. do want to, by the way, take a quick sidestep. So Trump d- went to Milwaukee or Minnesota Missouri. recently. M- Missouri, thank you. So with an M, whatever. Um, the the during during the fucking Hurricane Harvey, this whole situation yeah. right now. He went to do. Essentially, more or less, a campaign rally to talk about, talk against Claire McCaskill, I think, right? <laughs> and on top of that, to, um, promote his current sort of tax reform in the midst of this sort of tragic thing. I, you know, I don't want to be like a constant negative Trump kind of guy, but like, I don't know, man. It, I it, this feels fucking. It just, it's just, it's just ugly. I just don't it's, like it. Like, it's yeah. Just this, I think it's the show must go on. I think it's that producer thing. I think it's you know this was in the pipeline. This was scheduled for this day. Hurricane be damned. I'm gonna do what I need to do. The it's the credit just I fucked up. Well, the credit all. I do I want to give him on they, this is that he he actually for I, I think he's learning that he needs to present his ideas to the public and try and lay them out. And I think that's what he was doing this time. Like all of the other stuff, he's yeah. just kind of like thrown out he's randomly. More, he's very passionate about tax reform though. But yeah. And, Clearly. And, he doesn't give a fuck about healthcare. Well, he doesn't he, even know what healthcare is. Well, that's the thing. Like, <laughs> he that's, thinks it's health insurance. He well, thinks that's, it's uh, life That's insurance. the connotation we get because all he's ever said is we're going to re- repeal and replace. He never actually went into really what they were going to do. He didn't yeah. know what they were now going to like do. Now he's like 15% versus versus 28. Good. Well, yeah. He's if you guys, did you guys watch this? 
speech when he uh, talked about the taxes, he basically spent like the the vast majority of the time discussing all of the problems and like all of these things that he was looking to fix. And then like the last five minutes of the speech, he unveils like what his tax plan actually is. Mm -hmm. But this is something that he has really failed to do as as his really his primary job as as president is to be a salesman for this legislation. Yeah, so maybe he's learning. I'm sorry? Maybe he's learning. Yeah. Maybe he's learning. By the way, here, YouTube. YouTube just put this thing. Oh, uh, and Alex Jones? Yeah. <laughs> I can't read that far <laughs> it away. It says Alex Jones responds to Joe Rogan. Recommended uh, the Alex Jones channel. It just showed up on my phone. He's lost right three on. jobs. Jebs. Yeah. Jebs. Joey, how you doing, bud? Okay. You all right? He just no, hates not when I talk. Good. Why aren't you feeling well? Uh, I've been editing a lot recently. Okay. Sound, it's really not it's horrible. Fun. Uh, just like an earworm. Yeah, I've just been like alone in my apartment, and then when I go into work, I'm like sitting in a dark room all day, yeah. just perseverating on the just, the horrors of the world. Yeah, it's not good. Hearing the same lines over and over and over. Again. Oh my god, editing yeah. sound is horrible. Uh, definitely a form of torture. Yeah, especially <laughs> if the actor has an annoying voice. Yeah. Well, my little snowflakes. Um, we didn't talk about a lot of stuff. We didn't talk about Afghanistan or ISIS. We didn't talk about the Phoenix rally. We didn't talk about we DACA, about which could go down. We didn't talk what about- What is DACA? DACA? Yeah. Go ahead, Joey. Uh, defense. No, it's not defense. I don't know what the fuck it is. Um, it's for the children who are, are the children of immigrants who've come over here when they're under the age of 16. They're, they, they can pay into this um, program. And then they, I think they get like an extra two years of residency, I believe it is. So if you're a student here and you're, and you're a minority, no minority, if you're a minor, excuse mm. me, and you come over here as a- as like a, a coal miner? Like a, legal, a child of a legal immigrant, you get mm. to stay for mm. a little while, I think. So it's deferred action for childhood arrivals. Yes. The whole idea is that if you were born here, you can, or if you, if you came here under, at a certain age as a kid- yeah, um, you don't just get kicked out. You don't right just get 18. kicked out. You're granted yeah. sort of a you know a, a a period of time. I think it's like Stay two, two or five years or whatever. It's two, it's two years. years. Is that It'll what you just said? First. I'm sorry. Yeah. And then um yeah. and also a, a possibility of a work permit. Um, and so, what is the news about this? Is Trump's this going to end this? Trump's program. ending it now. And, oh, and so, okay. literally, once you end, and it's an Obama era thing. So once you hit 18, you're just getting the boot. No, you he could he could boot you out even as a kid. Oh sweet. Yeah, that's that's the. And it was a thing that he previously in his in his yeah. campaign said he was not going to put an end to. He always to. referred to it with heart too. I always thought that was interesting. Yeah. He's like, "We're going to keep doing that. We're going to refer to this issue with heart. We're going to use this one with heart." Like, I'm like, what the fuck? Mm. Well, this I mean, pisses me off. Too. Build we, that wall. Yeah, we still got to do our immigration episode. Well, what is the? I don't understand what the question is for immigration, though. Let's let's tease that now, <laughs> right? But like on our way out, because we're almost done. Yeah. It's like who, let's who just can, tease that. Who what can come that? into our borders, or who can do we join? need borders? Yeah, the, what are borders? Exactly. The idea is, you know, should should we be completely open, or should we have control over our borders? Yeah, we have to start there. And then at what point, you know, if we decide that we need to control our borders, then we can start thinking about what those rules are, and right. you know, where we're going to draw those lines. But if we want to have completely open borders, then we have to have the discussion about all of the, you know, we want to be a socially uh, forward country. So if we're going to have completely open borders, that means 7 billion people can come in and use whatever services it is that we are giving away. Right. So, you know, there is a point that, you know, we turn ourselves into a third world country. I mean, obviously, you know, everyone just kind of assumes that's not going to happen, but the math is there. Yeah. I mean, I, I think society, the downfall of society was the very first time somebody stood on a plot of land and said, this is mine now. <laughs> this is mine now. 
So like when the and uh, that's, that's long Antifa before bastard. no, it's long before the <laughs> Europeans came because you know that's yeah. that, that was a thing that happened long before. But then the Europeans were like, oh, the New World, and they rolled up, mm-hmm. and the the Native Americans were hanging there, and they're like, oh, cool. So this is you guys have a lot of shit here, and they're like, yeah, we do actually, and they're like, well, who who owns this land? And they're like, well, no one owns the yeah. land. You just you, you feel free to enjoy the fruits of whatever the trees are providing, and they're like, right. So you don't own this, and they're like, <laughs> no, nobody owns. It. Okay, well then it's fine now, and they're like, what? I. I don't understand. Like, well, this this is that this land is my land. <laughs> but but this we were land here. Is your <laughs> this land. land is your land. Oh, okay. Huh? <laughs> why oh. is why is mine so much smaller? <laughs> well, because you didn't have one before. You're just gonna be. You're we, just gonna stay there. We had everything. Before. Well, now it's my land now, now too. That land that you have now is now my land too. You don't have. You don't own land, right? But what you, is the earth to you? How can you own land? You now? because it's mine now. Is this your land yours? <laughs> is this land yours? As much as it was my father's and Perfect. as much as it was my son's. Perfect. And as... Perfect. So none. <laughs> so now it's mine. It's very simple. It's you very want, easy. You want me to write something on some bark? That no, says... you don't have to do anything. Just go away. <laughs> go away. Now it's mine. Mm. And if it was real, you would actually be paying him some bullshit amount for it. Sure. I will pay you that I Sometimes. won't kill you if you go yeah. away. Because uh, it's my land. I mean, You're on my land Well, now. you could give him like 16 bucks for the island no, of Manhattan. No, I have the ability yeah. to protect my land however I want. That's not how we got all the land. Are you cold? Let me give you a blanket. <laughs> now that's actually something interesting. Oh no! Um, so I was. <laughs> when the politicians keep politicking, before you turn to excessive drinking, spend some time collectively politinkering with the show where I don't know, man. Cause the truth is, I don't know, man. I just, I don't know, man. I don't know, man. I don't So this is louder with Crowder, so I don't know how, uh, like, Gross. again, this is one that, like, YouTube just seems to think I like, so they keep pumping it at me. But uh, one of the arguments he was making about this uh, this whole smallpox blanket thing is that this is way before germ theory was even discovered or a thing. So, you know, if you had even proposed that as a military strategy, people would have been like, what the fuck are you talking about? What are bugs? What are germs? None of this is an actual reality. So the, there, uh, according to him, there doesn't seem to be much literature even pointing to the idea of, you know, using blankets as, uh, what bioweapons. Sean O'Brien waves his hand across the sky and a rainbow falls after it. And then the words, the more you know, Mm. comes up in gold letters. I feel like they knew in the 1700s based on the Black Death. Uh, No, they definitely did not know about germ theory. It was long before the 1700s. That's my point. Oh, well, no, I'm saying. Germ theory? No, no. no. Smallpox. Yeah, the the Indians and the smallpox was way before even that. Maybe to not understand germ theory, but understand that. Spreading of diseases is a big deal. And Most of it, w- they were still burning witches, dude. Like they're, you know, seventeen uh, hundred. Yeah, well, we're still not even talking about the seventeen hundreds. We we're talking 16? about the fourteen hundreds. Uh, we're talking. About, we are not talking about that either. I think it's fifteen. Well, fourteen ninety two and on. 
Correct. Jesus fuck. So I don't like. Hey, I'm. <laughs> oh my god. Well, when, was, when was Jamestown? Jamestown was sixteen. Jamestown was sixteen hundreds, but yeah. they they you know the actual sort of you know genocide happened in the in the early fifteen hundreds. Uh, Did you read that book I gave you a hundred years ago, the Howard Zinn? No. The People's History of the United States. No, I got stuff to do. <laughs> Books are hold dumb. on, hold on. I want to talk about uh, Steve Mnookin. He had quite the week. Go. I'll give he, you 30 seconds, then we're done. Yeah. Okay. Here's uh, your 30 seconds. So Shut up. too hot. It's not going yet. It is what? hot. You oh mean just God. wait in silence like yes. I did last time? You're going to be pissed. Okay, Steve Mnookin. I think that's how you pronounce his last name. He's a douche. Uh, he scrapped ha- Harriet Tubman on the $20 bill. What a douchey maneuver. And he watched the eclipse on top of Fort Knox with his asshole trophy wife. That was 13 seconds. Nice. That's nice, all I really nice needed. Mm. Um, I, I actually didn't know that that happened. By the way, he the went. Thing. He flew to Fort Knox to check on thing. the gold with his asshole. No, no, I knew life. that. I knew that whole part. Ooh. And then they probably flew uh, I, the eclipse while they too. were driving. It's. Uh, I don't it's care. Pretty awesome. I'm over it. Like, I'm, why, I'm over it. Why I, would, I don't give a fuck. I don't care. Whatever. I care. I don't care. I'll I care for both of us. Fuck. Please do. Politics is show business for ugly people. Of course, you're gonna do that shit and take your fucking trophy wife out to the goddamn Fort Knox. I have to pee. Let's call it. I just want to make O'Brien cry. I cry every day. I actually didn't cry during Hamilton. Let me lick your tears. (laughs) Tune in to going down in South Park for that.